Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. Today, we have a really fun show for you because this is a fantastic idea for a business and it's even better the way this gentleman has executed it. You see, my guest today is Ron Boxdollar and he's got a fantastic business model. I mean, I wish I had thought of this. Ron's gonna give us all the secrets and then we're still not gonna do it. We're gonna let him do it because it's a lot of work. You see, what Ron does is he's created an entire turnkey office environment exclusively for lawyers and law firms. So if you're leaving a big firm, you're going out on your own, all you need is Ron's phone number. That's literally it. You have Ron's phone number and your briefcase and you're ready to go. I'm gonna have Ron tell us how he started this, how he came up with the idea, and why this is such a fantastic business model. I can't wait for him to spill the beans on this. Please join me in welcoming Ron Boxstaller to the Inside BS Show. Ron, thanks for joining us and thanks for giving us the insight into this fantastic business model. Absolutely, thanks for having me, Dave. All right, so the first thing we gotta talk about, we'll talk about business in a minute. I wanna know how you got to all 50 states and nine Canadian provinces in your RV with your wife. And I think you're still married. How did you do that? I am, we have five kids that tagged along. It was a great experience. So it's, did you do it over like how many years? Like how long did it take? It took eight years. That doesn't seem like a lot of time for like 60, 59, you know, states and provinces. Like what did you, did you map it all out or was it something that happened as a, as a happy coincidence? How did you, how did you do it? Oh no, I'm a very goal oriented guy. I wrote it down on a map or a calendar. Here's the months we're going to be traveling over the next eight years. Originally it was seven years, kind of stretched to eight. We spent 20 months over eight years with five kids in an RV on our vacations, summer breaks, spring break, fall break, just uh, getting out and being a family. What was the longest, um, the longest single stretch, like the, the mileage wise, the longest single stretch you drove? You know, I don't know the mileage. We drove up to Alaska, but then we wow. took the ferry back from to Bellingham, Washington. But I bet that was probably the longest drive overall. You know, here's what comes in. You got to enjoy your life. And, and this is, you know, we'll get back and talk about why I started the company, uh, Amada, but it was all about having a balanced life. And I was focused. I'm a workaholic. And unless I did something to change it, like set a goal and tr started treating my personal life the same way I was treating my business life, I was never going to be a balanced person. So I started calendar and I'm taking time off. A couple of things I found when I was gone. I think my longest stretch was eight to 10 weeks. Mm. And having never taken two days in a row off of my in business, that's a long, long time. Yeah. Two things. I was happy and my company made more money while I was gone. That's amazing. I, I think it's fantastic. What do you so what are you gonna do now? Like are you are you gonna ship the RV over to Europe and like go from country to country? Like what's what's the next thing? Yeah, we are starting we are the kids are looking at countries they want to visit. So we'll start doing two to three week trips out on countries. Uh, and, you know, since the RV, I picked up Ironman. So I decided my next goal in life was to qualify for the world championships uh, for the Ironman. So in Hawaii, it's in Hawaii, right? Yeah, correct. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you. I, I can, I, you know, I would absolutely 100% bet that you do it. And whatever your goal time is, I bet you you beat it by a year. I bet you you, I bet you you get there a year before you're planning on, uh, you're planning it. on getting there. 
Um, all right, so let's let's get into first of all, explain to folks what Amada is and what you guys do, and explain your your unique business model for us, please. Absolutely. First, I'll tell you, we're celebrating our twentieth year in business. We started as a uh, shared office space, a uh, you know, co working space for everyone. We were pretty generic, kind of like everyone else out there. And then when we had that 0809 downturn, that financial crash, it was hard. And you know, analyzing all of our numbers at that point in time, it was the one group that really st stuck with us, that, that had a little stability, and that was lawyers. Uh, and that was my background, was running the back end for lawyers. So we thought right about that in 0809, we said, let's change our model and let's focus on law firms because everyone else is going to bail on you as soon as things get tough. And so we, uh, you know, changed the model to just catering to law firms, and it was pretty good. And then about five years ago, we said, "Man, we could make, we got to change this model even more. Let's give them services above and beyond what anyone else does." So we started hiring our own paralegals, you know, court runners, uh, legal admin, and just started offering those services to our clients. And now we became sticky, right? You want, you want to. I know in your a lot of your shows you talk about what's the lifetime value of a client. Uh -huh. Boy, if you got a sticky client, that value goes way up. And so we started offering those services, and it's pay as you go. It's like wow, having your own staff. That it's tremendous. So give us give us kind of the the details of the services you can do. So if I'm if I'm a real estate lawyer, there's a paralegal in one of your offices who knows real estate law and can help me from day one. Correct. What about what about some other practice areas? Is that are there? Do you have people for you know, say, corporate transactional stuff, intellectual property? You have paralegals who can help with all that. We do. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and now, talk about the locations because you're you're in Chicago right now. Are there any plans to expand? You have how many locations do you have in Chicago, Ron? Yeah, we have six locations right now in Chicago. And actually, this morning I just got a new lease, so we're signing on for a new new location. Um, so that's exciting. And you know, just before the pandemic hit, we were really close to signing a deal in New York because we're going to do some you know, expanding our model into new markets. Thankfully, we didn't do that. So we put that a little bit on hold. And now we're expanding into the suburbs around Chicago. So we'll wow, do that true. first and then we'll take that model to new markets. That's tremendous. And how does it work for attorneys? So let's say I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with Chicago as I am with New York, but let's say I'm, let's say I'm downtown and my office is with you like downtown in the loop, but I got a meeting in the suburbs. Can I, uh, you know, call up the, the, the manager of the suburb, suburban facility and say, Hey, I'm an Amata client, you know, in the loop. Um, can I come to, you know, XYZ location and, and book the meeting room for the day? Can I use other Amata facilities if I want? Absolutely. And you don't even got to call. You can do it online. You know, there's so many ways you can do it. It's whatever's convenient and easiest for the client. They can book a conference room in any of our locations. It's included in our program. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then do you affiliate? I don't, I don't know the answer to this. Do you affiliate with people in other cities right now? So like, you know, I'm tra let's say I'm traveling and I'm going to be in L.A. visiting my parents for three weeks. And I say, hey, Ron, for one of those three weeks, I'm going to need an office in L.A. I, I'm going to have a I'm going to have two meetings and I want to be able to go someplace quiet and work for a couple of days. Do you do you have an affiliate relationship with people in other cities? We do. We do have a large affiliate network and it's just to call your manager and they'll make all the arrangements for you. So you don't got to worry about it. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So the business model, the, the, it's obvious why this is uh, why this is a competitive advantage because 
you know, lawyers feel right at home. They As soon as they walk in, they know they have everything they need right there. And they know that you speak their language, which in the practice of law, other than, you know, if, in every professional service, there is a specific language and a, and a jargon. But nobody is more crazy about their language and their jargon than lawyers. Like, you know, you could find an accountant and if you don't know what a debit or a credit is, an accountant will go, oh, that's okay. I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you. But if, if you if you say to a lawyer, hey, how, you know, let's go, let's go on a sales call. The lawyer will go, oh, my God, I don't want to sell. I don't sell. I went to law school, <laughs> right? Oh, let's work on business development. Oh, business development. Okay, right? That's so lawyers have a specific specific language the fact that you guys focus on that you speak their language you're welcoming they feel at home when they come into your place so your competitive advantage is obvious um does that enable you you mentioned lifetime value which is great it it helps with your lifetime value but i would imagine and you don't have to give a specifics just speak to the concept i would imagine it also enables you to charge a premium because now they don't have to get a paralegal for some stuff no, they don't have to worry about a copy machine. They don't have to worry about, you know, whether it runs out of toner. They don't have to worry about dealing with the landlord when the bathroom, you know, is backed up or something. Can you can you command a fee premium compared to your competitors because of your affiliation specifically with lawyers? Absolutely. When you're when you're commanding a premium, you've got to be given that value, right? There's got to be something that stands out. And I looked at, you know, we have three things that I can, I can point to that says, this is really why you need to be here, even if you're going to pay X amount more. You know, the first one is scalability. You come in, you got a small law firm, they take three offices, they're on a 24-month agreement. One of the attorneys leaves, they can drop that office during the agreement, no penalties, just give us a one-month notice. So that's scalability. No one else is doing that out there. Number two is having, the, you know, the staff. It's a legal support staff. It's that, that we talk their jargon, but we... They don't want to come to the office, but they got to get a courtesy copy off to a judge. Our staff will take that for them, and they have no worries about it because they know we can do it, and they trust our staff because they work with them. But number three is the legal environment. You know, an attorney gets about 80% of their work from other attorneys. So if you're on a floor with 100 law firms, you're going to have a lot of natural opportunities to mingle and build relationships with other attorneys who, in, in turn, can give you more work, or you can give them work. Those are three things that sets us apart from anyone that allows us to actually charge that premium. Wow, that's great. I, I think that's I think that's tremendous. Ron, talk a little bit about the um, the environment and having other attorneys in the environment. Do you actually, as as part of your, I mean, your people do it. You're you're not you're not out there on a day to day basis uh, interfacing with with the folks who are you know prospects. But do your folks go to the fo- the people who are thinking about coming in and going? Hey, listen, you know, one referral pays for your lease for the next six months, and you got fifteen people here who probably can refer business to you. Is that a do you, is that an active? That's an active selling point for you, right? That's a great selling point. I couldn't answer the question if we're doing it or not, but I, I can guarantee you after the show, I'll make sure we are, <laughs> we're bringing that up. All right. Um, talk to me about the pandemic and how it has impacted Amada. I would imagine more people are interested in Amada now because maybe they gave up their office space, you know, six months into the pandemic. And now they're like, well, I need something two or three days a week. You're, you have the solution for them. Has that been the case? 
Yeah, we are, what we're seeing is the courts are starting to open back up. So now that you need to go back into court and you gave up your office, you need to have an office, right? You need you want to be downtown. I, I, I think it's the pandemic made us all to stop and look at our business model and say, wow, am I, you know, I know it's foolproof from everything, but is it still a solid business model? And when we looked at what we were doing, we had those questions too, especially, you know, March of 2020. I mean, office space, is anyone ever going to use it again? And it turned out that we didn't lose a lot of our clients. They, they were, there was that stickiness. There was that, let's stay with them. But a couple of things we did right up front is we know you're not coming in. We'll give you free support services, meaning we'll open your mail. We'll scan it to you. We'll go make a bank deposit. We'll all do this for free. This, you know, we know you guys are all panicking. Don't worry. Your law firm's going to be solid. So that was a big thing we did with a reason we didn't lose clients coming on thing. But then just kind of looking at the service side, that has, that's our fastest growing area is they're all looking at it going, do I want to have a full-time employee or multiple full-time employees? So, so that was the one thing that, that thankfully we had started to make that change. We were already kind of two, three years into having those services that really we seen the expanse of growth. Yeah, no, that's terrific. All right, Ron. So I want you to take a minute and think about uh, the answer to, to this next question. If, if you had to do it all over again, right? If you were, if you were going to, um, you're going to start the business knowing what you know now, having all this experience under your belt, right? What would you do differently as a, as a startup compared to, compared to where you are now? Cause we have a lot of people who listen to the show who have, you know, business ideas. I want them to have the benefit of your hindsight. And I ask this question to a lot of our guests. So Give us what you would do differently from the start. I want you to take a minute and think about it because I need to remind the folks who are listening and watching that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. So if you're a lawyer and you're listening to today's show and you need help with a litigation matter, let's say you have some complex financials that are part of the litigation process and you need someone not only to analyze the financials but also to explain it in a way that's very easy to understand, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors are the team for you to call. Why? Because they've done this hundreds of times. The gentleman who runs the um, business valuation and litigation support area is a guy by the name of John Alfonsi, and he's also a college professor. So he has experience in breaking down complex subjects in a way that is easily digestible from people who are not accustomed to hearing about the financial aspects of a business. So if you're a lawyer and you have a litigation matter, here's what I want you to do. I want you to give Sandrowski a call. You can reach him at 866-717-1607, 866 866-717- 717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. Now, if you're a lawyer and you're looking to enhance your business development, let's say you need a plan. You've got one big case going on right now, but you're not sure what's going to happen when that case ends. I'm going to give you my business development guide for free. All you need to do is go to revenueroadmapguide.com. That's a website, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info there. You can download my free business development plan. It's the same plan I use with my clients. Download it and customize it for your practice. It's my gift to you for listening, for watching the show. Revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info. Get your free business development guide today. So if you like what you heard from Ron so far and you're paying uh, through the nose for office space, why don't you give Ron a call and check out what he's got over at Amada Law Office Suites? Here's his number, 312-924-0204, 312-924-0204. I'm also going to put his email and the website address down in the show notes. 
Okay, Ron, so we're going to take you back in time. You're going to go back to when you started. What are some of the things you would do differently? So that's a great question. You know, I've got an MBA in things not to do as a startup <laughs> entrepreneur. You and me both, pal. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I think if I were to focus on, well, there's, I want to say there's two things because I, I did listen to one of your shows and you talked about your six steps. And I thought, charge more money. And I mean, over the years, let's say, you know, 20 years ago, so this is my 20th year, an office costs $500. Well, it would be hard for me 10 years later to be selling that same office for $1,500, even though that's actually the price of inflation, just naturally, that was the price. So that was one thing I didn't keep up with that in that mid-year, like probably that, that year six to year 12 of my business, which then I had to make up for. Um, so that's one thing is, you know, don't just sit there and go, gee, just because in your mind, it cost X 10 years ago, it, it, it don't cost the same anymore. But I guess the other thing I, I look back now and I, I would have taken my retained earnings and started buying more buildings sooner. You know, instead of thinking I had a piggy bank with my own business, I would have been, let's buy business, let's buy uh, buildings and start reinvesting. And it would, you know, things would have moved quicker. I mean, we're doing it today, but I, if I would have done it five years sooner, boy. <laughs> yeah. So the, the appreciation of the real estate is like, a, a, you know, it should have been one of the main points of value for you. It was like a bonus for you when you discovered it, right? But it should right. have been one of the main points of value. You know, that that's an interesting, um, that's actually an interesting uh, point of conversation, Ron. So when you think about, I'm going to take you to the other end of the spectrum now, you think about it like an exit strategy and maybe, you know, this is a great business and it's doing really well for you. So maybe you never want to retire, you never want to exit. But when you think about an exit strategy, do you think about owning real estate and maybe licensing the concept of what you're doing to somebody else? What do you, what do you think about when you think about an exit strategy? You, you just hit it, the nail on the head right there because I learned um, Modern Business Systems. There's a company out of Jefferson City, Missouri. When I first started, I was a young sales rep selling copiers, and Hallie Gibbs owned that company. And when he sold it, he sold the business, but he still owned all the buildings the business leased to. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that was brilliant. And that's exactly the same thing we're doing now. So we're buying our buildings and putting a mod in there, signing a lease so it's a separate entity. And as eventually we sell Amada, we'll still own those buildings. Yeah, no, it's tremendous. That's a it's a great it's a great structure. It's really it's really smart. You know, there's also perhaps consulting in your future. You know, your if Amada opens in New York, but you don't want to open, say, in Miami, it's just too spread out. You license the concept to somebody in Miami, and then you go consult with them. You know, two or three times a year, and just collect a check and have a nice trip to Miami. Maybe you own the maybe you own the building in Miami, and you consult with them or whatever. I think it's I think it's a wonderful business model. Ron, talk to me about your um, your philosophy when it comes to hiring because you have multiple locations, right? And you can't be everywhere. So there's a high degree of trust in your managers, in the the client facing employees. How do you how do you decide? How do you how do you make the hiring decisions? How do you recruit, especially when it comes to management? Because those positions are absolutely critical. Yeah, you're, you're always recruiting. Anytime you get the opportunity, you're going to a networking event, you're doing something, you're just meeting people. And generally, if you, the more people you know, the more resources you have to go to when you want to hire someone. But now when you want to hire someone, look for someone that's better than you are at what they're going to do and then let them do it. Don't micromanage them. Don't think, oh, I got to oversee it. it especially as an entrepreneur, you got to be able to let go of the things you can no longer do. I mean, there's in the, early in our careers, is that you know, there's a time when we all have to do everything. 
you know, that changes. And if you want to take your business from A to B, you got to stop doing everything and you got to start hiring people. But don't hire someone that's going to be a yes person to you. Hire someone that's going to say, no, that's the wrong way to do it. I've got my own ideas and then work with them. But don't, don't micromanage them. Let them do their thing. And if you do that and you pay them well, they're going to stay with you for a very long time. Yeah. I, mean, no, I, don't, I don't even live in Chicago. I mean, I run my company from Indianapolis with great no, people. It's, that, I, think that's, I think that's great advice. What is, uh, just out of curiosity, because I know people may be thinking this as I ask the question, what is the, what is the average number of, of folks who are, you know, quote unquote, employees of your company at any facility? Is it, is it a manager, a business development person, then a couple of paralegals? What do you, who do you typically have? Yeah, and usually there's going to be from four to six personnel, and most of them are going to be staff, paralegals, admin. Um, we'll have one manager oversee two or three centers. Oh, okay. Um, and development is a separate entity. It's not really related to any one location. Oh, so you're, so like we, we've met here, we've met Grant here on the show. Mm -hmm. And so, so Grant works and he, he basically does business development for all your locations. Correct. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's a smart model because then nobody can say no, right? Well, you know, I don't like this location. Well, we got this one. So it's a, it's, it's an easy, it's an easier opportunity for them. And when you talk to me about the conversation uh, and maybe it was a manager that had it, but I'm sure you have some insight into it. Like the first time you talk to a paralegal and you explain to a paralegal, well, you're not going to work for just one law firm. Like that person's like head must have spun around. How do, how do you know, like, how do you explain to that person that it's really going to be, it's going to be more fun for you. You're going to see a diversity of projects. At first they must think to themselves, oh man, you know, you're talking about 50 lawyers. How am I going to do that? Right. Explain how that conversation goes. You know, let me go back to the, the, my first par- senior paralegal that I hired. I had met two years before at a, a speaking engagement. She was speaking and I went and talked to her afterwards. So when it came time and I was looking for this job, I actually reached out to her and said, do you know anyone? And I sent over the job and she said, she called back and said, I'm interested in this job. And it was just that as not working for any one law firm, but for multiples so that she could expand her career. It's, it's a much better opportunity. It's kind of like being at a Fortune 500 or AM 250 law firm that that she had to work in different areas of legal. Yeah. No, so, that's like uh, that, that would be that would be the kind of thing that would fire me up if I was a paralegal. I could see I could see different uh, I could get a different perspective. I could see the way different lawyers operate, the way different firms operate. Um, what do you what do you have your eye on now? You you mentioned you mentioned New York. Is that is that the next logical area for you? Where where are you thinking you're going to go next with with the Amada concept? Yeah, I think for the next two years we're going to buy up eight more buildings in Chicago around the suburbs, and then after that we're going to go back to New York. Then I'm going to put those plans back on the table. And is it when you enter a new market, I mean, this is kind of, you know, Chicago, some of the suburbs, I guess, are like are considered different markets than downtown. Right. When you enter a new market, is it is it your philosophy to do a lease and then test the market out? Or do you go in, you know, now that you have experience, you bu- you try to buy the building right away? Yeah, that I think we'll play it uh, situational. It depends on the location. It depends on what the market conditions are at that time. Sometimes, you know, the market conditions could be very advantageous to doing a lease first uh, because the building, you maybe can't find the right building or maybe they're not priced right. Kind of depends where you're at. So it's got, you got to have flexibility in what you're doing, but the concept's going to be the same, right? You're going to open up an operation, you're going to set up, you're going to pick up new clients and you're going to expand from that one location into multiple locations. So it'll be a mix. 
has it um, has it ever come up where you're in a building and the owner of the building says, man, this is a great idea, and they decide they want to get into that business? I mean, have you ever had that experience? No one's come to me and no owners have said, I want to be in that. You know, most of them will come and they'll say, I want to be a co-working. I want to have a co-working presence. And we're not really a, a co traditional co-working company. Um, so, you know, we've had those conversations and we require an exclusive in all of our buildings. So that's made it a little bit of a, you know, the conversation where you're at. But at the end of the day, we're successful. We've been around over 20 years. So we're not this, you know, co-working company just started up three years ago and they're going, hey, sure. we got great promise. They know who we are in Chicago. We're a I say a household name, but we're pretty well known. Yeah, all the lawyers know who you are in Chicago. Every lawyer I talk to knows knows about Amount. In fact, most of the lawyers I talk to have space with you. <laughs> all right, Ron, take a minute now and think about three things people should take away from our time together. Three things that you want them to take away from our conversation. While you're doing that, I'm going to remind people that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. So you're a business owner like Ron. You want to minimize your tax exposure legally. The best way to minimize your tax exposure is to talk to an expert, talk to a CPA firm that handles the taxes for other businesses like yours. Now, in the case of Sandrowski, they do something that's kind of, um, well, it's really different. They can help you with what's called the Qualified Small Business Exemption. So if you're in a specific industry and Sandrowski knows all the industries that qualify for this, and you've planned appropriately, when you sell your business, you can minimize your personal tax exposure so that you can take home three, four, five million dollars free of capital gains tax. If that sounds good to you, reach out to Sandrowski today and ask them about the qualified small business exemption. You can reach out to them by calling 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. Also, don't forget, get your revenue roadmap guide. You heard me talk about it before. It's your free business development plan for a professional services firm. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, and download it today. All right, Ron, what are the three things we should take away from our time together? All right, let's start. A little bit different. I'm not going to go back to a mod. I'm going to go back to you're out starting a business. I think there's three things you've got to be focused on. First of all, why are you starting the business? Make sure you're writing those things down. Make sure you understand what you want to accomplish with that. And, you know, that's also in that, that vein. You might have mentioned this. Is what's your exit strategy? Don't start without having something in mind of what your exit strategy is because that kind of sets everything up that you're going to be doing. Number two, write down your goals. Lay out what you want to accomplish and write it down. I, you know, I know we hear this a lot, but I know most of us don't do it. You know, I'll go so far as to tell you five of my children I put on the calendar many, many years in advance and told my wife we're going to have these children. It, 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 you know, that was after she told me I wasted the best 10 years of her life dating her, right? So I had a limited amount of time. Write down your goals and stay focused on them. And then if you miss one, just reset your goals. Don't just walk away and go, that didn't work. You know, stay focused on that. And then take an inventory of your life accomplishments. Many of us, we start our own business and we know one thing, but we kind of don't have the self-confidence in so many other areas of what we're doing. But just take a little time and write down your, you know, what have you accomplished in life and, and understand you've done some amazing things. This is just, you know, starting a business is just one more on that list of amazing things you're going to do. So those would be the three things I want people to walk away with and understand you can be, you can have great success, but, you know, be focused, write down your goals, understand why you're doing it. No, I think that I think that is tremendous advice. And it's, you know, this is the thing. If you're out there listening now and you're just starting a business or maybe you hit some bumps in the road in your business, go back and replay what Ron just said. 
because here's the thing. None of us, not myself, not Ron, have gotten to a point of any success in our lives without having, you know, setbacks along the way. And Ron even mentioned it. He said he has an MBA in, you know, things that, you know, he shouldn't have done over the years. We all do. But the beauty of what we're doing here with this show and what you can learn from talking to experienced entrepreneurs like Ron is you can hear about their setbacks and number one, learn from them. And number two, realize that you can overcome those setbacks and still have the success you desire. Just do what Ron said with those three things, including the one that was reset your goals. Don't forget about them. Just recalibrate, reset, and go after it again. Ron, that was great advice, and this was a really great time together. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you having me on the show. All righty, folks, that'll do it for another episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another show. Until then, I'm Dave Lorenzo. Here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.